It's that time of the week. Get connected with your hosts, Mike Agarbo and Andy Barrar. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to be uh, talking with the folks over at uh, London Drugs about uh, last-minute holiday tech ideas, gift ideas. There's lots of stuff out there. There's, there's a ton. And you know what? If you're going to give a gift, it should be tech because everybody you're has no- a smartphone these days and they could use a little more tech in their lives. <laughs> right, Mike? <laughs> I believe so. We'll also be talking with Brian Jackson, uh, the editorial director over at IT World Canada, about the future of Canada Post in the digital age. Uh, it's going to be a, a really interesting conversation, so uh, I, I think you should tune in for that. Uh, Andy, Amazon Prime Video, finally in Canada. How oh. fitting that I just got an Amazon Prime membership Yeah, during the holiday season. I was like, you know what? It's a good investment. I know you've been a Prime member for a while. I, I have uh, Amazon Prime down in the U.S. because I live right by the border. Yeah. And I have the Canada one as well. Really? Yeah. Do you pay two subscriptions yeah. for two Primes? Yeah. Wow. Because I'm crazy like that. Well, the great good well, thing is now you got Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, back uh, when the dollar was uh, at par, it was cheaper to get stuff down in the U.S. through Amazon. Yeah. Uh, .com, the U.S. Uh, version. Uh, but once the dollar started tanking, uh, I got the Canadian Amazon. Uh, so, yes, Amazon Prime Video uh, essentially is like Netflix. Uh, they've got movies and older TV shows, and, and An- Amazon is getting into making their own shows as well. That's right. Uh and uh, now they're in Canada. People have been waiting a while for this. Uh, Show Me, which was the Shaw Rogers uh, streaming service, died back in November. Yeah. And the only one left really in Canada from a Canadian perspective is Crave TV from Bell. Uh, it's kind of appealing. It has a lot of uh, HBO shows and Showtime shows. Uh, but can they compete against the Americans? Will the CRTC do anything uh to help Canadian streaming providers. I think it's good that Amazon is coming to Canada and just Amazon Prime Video in and of itself because we know Netflix is just dominating the industry. Big time. And we need more competition in that. Like as a consumer, you want to have choice. We only have really one choice, which is Netflix. But now that Amazon, and Amazon's huge. Let's not, you know, forget how big they are. They can make that investment in the original content so that we can actually have something other than Netflix. and But how does that work from a Canadian perspective, Andy? Uh, you know, right now, the entire broadcast industry here in Canada, be it music or, or television and film, is really kind of regulated from uh, a CRTC perspective. They have certain requirements for Canadian content, whereas these U.S. streaming people, yep. like Netflix and Amazon, uh, they don't have those same requirements. Like, it's funny because I've been reading what Netflix is saying about this. Yeah. And they're, they're, from their perspective, they're like, wow, you know, a lot of our original shows are being produced in Canada. Yes. So we're creating Canadian jobs. And like, I've, I've and listened it's true. To, yeah. Like, they have a good argument that they've presented to the CRTC. But at the same time, I agree with you. Like, does, do they have jurisdiction to tell the Netflix, the Amazon Prime video of the world, you need to, you know, help the Canadian culture by, by doing what they were doing on the TV side? Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think we'll see something, Andy. I think we will because uh, it's it's going to start really affecting the broadcast TV side. I'm telling you right now, uh, the Bell uh, CEO uh, is really concerned about it uh, as well. Even though they have Crave and all their broadcast channels, uh, you know they're competing against multi billion dollar companies yeah. that can crush them. And it's funny because Bell is a huge company, and they they feel threatened by someone like 
like Netflix. Yeah, but think about it. Bell is servicing uh, a country of, let's say, roughly 36 million. And, you know, maybe they're getting a third of that, maybe, at, at the most. Uh, and, then, and then you're competing against, like, a Netflix that's servicing a country of 360 million, like 10 times the population. So they have 10 times the scale, more than 10 times the money to yeah. create their own programming and buying the rights for all the TV shows and, and movies out there. There's just no way they can compete against Okay, that. so we're at the end of the year. Yeah. Do you think Crave TV will be around in 2017? Yes. Will it be around in 2018 or 2019 is my question right now. Ah, so you think most they got of their content, year? Most of their good content is HBO and yeah. Showtime content content yeah uh once hbo comes into town because hbo's got their own streaming app down in the u.s yeah if they decide hey we can make way more money if we have our own app and just launch that into canada you know once the rights for their shows die out on crave tv where's crave tv at that point yeah so the only reason netflix and amazon can survive in the future is if they are creating their own content and they've got they've got the money. You yep. know, Netflix you got House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, you know, dozens of these shows and movies that they're producing now. Same with Amazon. Um, Bell and, and these other guys, they that's hard to compete against that. Like for quality, high production value content. And not only that, they're making content based on the data that they get of what people are watching. So they're reverse engineering it. So they know that people like, say, a political drama, they like Kevin Spacey and they they you know, they throw it into algorithms and like, yeah, we, if we make a political drama with Kevin Spacey, it's going to be a hit. And so they get the right writers, producers, and they just, it's very like engineered the way that they do it because they're, they know what will be a hit even before they produce it because of the data that they get of what people are viewing habits are. Even like the uh, titles that you see when you go on Netflix, they do A-B testing to see like what image gets more clicks. So they have so much like... It's amazing. I know. They, they have engineers just for the little box art. Yeah. Right? They, how, does, how does like a Canadian <laughs> company like Bell compete exactly, against that? Exactly. Like Netflix has got a team that just does the box art. Yeah. Like the, the, the movie and TV covers that you see on the Netflix menu. I had, I had um, we were at the Consumer Electronics Show. I had uh, dinner with a guy whose sole job was creating the genres for Netflix. <laughs> the the subgenres. Political thriller starting a fe- strong female role. Like That's his job. Yeah. So, yeah, so you've got that kind of company that can afford to have a guy that just is in charge of genres, yeah. right? Competing against smaller Canadian companies. Yeah. And so why should, you, why should you care as a Canadian? People love the fact that they can get stuff cheaper, right? Uh, at this point, you know, if you've got a TV uh, cable package, it's 50 to 150 bucks, depending on how many channels you get. So here comes Netflix and Amazon. Crave TV will throw that in there. You get just even three of those, yeah. and you're at 30 bucks a month. Which is dramatically cheaper. I think... Um, but the question comes in, you know, Canadian content. Yeah. Should we care about that? You're like really one of the last like independent producers around with your show, right? Think we'll about it. Connected. In Canada. Yeah, we've been How around. many others are there? There's not many. Not huge amounts. And yeah. they're slowly getting snuffed out of existence. Yeah. Because the American ones are coming in and their production values are so much higher. Yeah. And you just can't compete against it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we see stories in the news about... Uh, you know, the CBC asking for more money um, from, you know, the Liberal government. I'm kind of leaning towards, yeah, maybe they should have that so that there is a Canadian voice. Do you think they should be ad-free? Because they, well, they it's gave gonna, a... Well, it's going to cost the taxpayer. If yeah. they go ad-free, then that money's got to come from somewhere. It comes out of my pocket, your yeah. pocket. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, is it important that 
there is a, a Canadian or a national voice out but there. They have that for radio. You know, they have that rule that you have to have so much Canadian content. And look yeah. how many Canadian, like, international stars there are because of that. Yes. It's helped there. So it, it does but the, work. But it's, it's a different playing field there, Andy, right? When you look at TV shows, uh, the more money you pour into a TV show, if you put a million dollars an episode into a TV show, that's going to look dramatically better than the $100,000 per episode yep. Canadian show. Yep. That's why Canadian shows, a lot of times, you, you can tell. Yeah. You know, why does this show look so crappy? It must be Canadian. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, they just haven't got the money yeah. like the American shows do because the American shows are servicing a population center that's 10 times the size of Canada. Yeah. And if you look at Netflix right now, what is it? Six billion or six million? Subscribers in Canada, or something like I that. I think it's even six, more. Six or eight. Rough, almost fifty percent of English households have Netflix. Apparently, that's amazing. It's huge. So, yeah. you know, it's something to think about in the next coming coming years. We are going to have to take a break. When we come back, what is the future for Canada Post in the digital age? Back after this, you're back with Get Connected. It's Mike and Andy here in studio today. The contest, Andy. Oh, boy, do we have a fabulous contest. You know, it is the holiday season, so we always want to give a really, really good contest for people out there. And what we're doing is we're working with the folks over at Samsung to give the Samsung Gear Fit 2 and the Icon X. So not only are you getting a wearable that can track your your, your heart rate, your, your calories, your steps, and even your notifications, we're also giving away these new headphones. And a lot of people have, have heard about the uh, Apple AirPods. These are very similar. Basically, they're wireless headphones. They almost look like hearing aids on each side, and they connect with your smartphone, and you can track your heart rate inside your ear if you're trying to uh, get in shape because we know what's going to happen after the holiday season. A lot of people yeah, are gonna have those. I'm going to uh, need a few of those. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll need a few of those. So, But it's cool, too, because um, they work without your smartphone if you want. That's right. right? So they can track your heart rate. And you can actually store music on them as well. So you don't even need to have your... Crazy. So if, if you're going to go for a run, yeah. you can listen to your you know, music from your head because it has like memory built into these little things. I know. They're so small. It's so small. So if you want to uh, make those New Year's uh, resolutions and get in shape, all you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win the Samsung Gear Fit 2 and the Gear Icon X wireless headphones getconnectedmedia.com Well, there's no question that technology changes so many different types of industries uh, over the past uh, few years in the the digital age. Uh, We've seen what it's done with music and television, uh, travel. What about the post service? Well, on the line right now, we've uh, got our friend. His name is Brian Jackson, Editorial Director over at IT World Canada. Brian, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hi, guys. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion about Canada Post uh, over the past uh, past years. Obviously, with the advent of uh, email and all the different types of messaging services uh, we have now, uh, mail delivery has uh, obviously uh, decreased. Uh, what is the future for Canada Post? Uh, you did a, a, an excellent article uh, about this, and uh, you had some thoughts. Yeah, that's what this government committee was formed to talk about, basically, is solving the problems that Canada Post is facing. Basically, we're not sending as many letters as we used to. Uh, Surprise, the Internet has replaced a lot of that communication need. So this committee was talking about um, several ideas about how to keep the revenue going at Canada Post and make sure that it's 
sufficiently funded to continue to exist as uh, the crown corporation that it has been for many decades. And uh, it it had some surprising ideas. You know, they, they were throwing out things uh, that would suggest that they think it's a good idea for Canada Post to become sort of a technology organization, one that might uh, even provide a social network or a blockchain service or even perhaps like a rural um, communications company to provide cell phone service and internet in uh, places like the Northwest Territories. Those are some interesting uh, thoughts. Uh, Tell the listeners what blockchain means. Yeah, a blockchain is basically uh, uh, the underlying technology behind Bitcoin. And it's a system that allows for peer-to-peer transactions to take place. So you don't need a bank uh, to tell you that you can transfer money from one person to another. And it removes all of these, uh, it has the potential, I should say, to remove all of these extra fees that we pay whenever we're doing transactions uh, because of this technology that allows for peer-to-peer interactions. So it's sort of uh, something that a lot of parties are experimenting with right now. And it could facilitate everything from payments to legal contracts and uh, numerous other uh, applications, too. So, Brian, just to be a devil's advocate uh, here, I mean, these are some great suggestions, but uh, can they really compete uh, against the different uh, areas here? Talking about a social network, we've got things like Facebook already, uh, the blockchain with the payments. I mean, we have banks and PayPal uh, and, you know, rural cell phone service. Why can't the telecoms just offer that, uh, you know, that, that type of service right now? You know, is Canada Post really... Uh, set up to to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean that that is the obvious question to ask. And and uh, on Twitter, you know, people who are talking about this were just pointing out how silly the idea that Canada Post should be the company to make a social network. Uh, you know, we are already full. The world is full of social networks, and in fact, like something like seventy percent of Canadians are logging into Facebook uh, all the time, like once every two weeks. So that's pretty good, um, you know, penetration of our population in terms of using a social network. So you, you really wonder what the committee was thinking in that Canada Post, an organization that is focused on delivering letters and parcels, uh, should pivot and start becoming a technology company uh, in that sort of sense. Um it's strange. Brian, I have a, an idea. Now, I was reading your, your article, and I was. it makes me wonder, like, why doesn't Canada Post provide Canadians with an email address? Because, like, you know, you have your bills that would come traditionally through the mail. We should have a Canada Post email so all our bills come through that because they do have e-post as a service, but we don't have a tied-in, like, Canada Post email to basically um, – you know, with 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 mail going down, it just seems like a no brainer that we should have an email tied in. Do people want another email address? But we we should all just have one. If you have a house, you should have an email attached to that. Yeah. Um, for your mail, like electronic mail. I can barely keep track of the, like the four emails I got right now. I know, but it, what do, what do you think about that, Brian? Do you think that maybe in the future we could we could see uh, us having an email address just for our bills in the future? Like a social security number? Well, kind of, yeah. I, I just wonder if that is really needed. I, uh, 
I think what we have to be careful about here in this conversation about Canada Post is that we're talking about how Canada Post can best serve Canadians and not just coming up with things for it, random things for it to do so that uh, it can continue to exist for some reason as an organization. And, um, you know, the committee had lots of good ideas about services that Canada Post should provide to Canadians that do make sense, like uh, uh, returning to door-to-door delivery, for example. Uh, a lot of people can't always make it to some sort of several location to pick up their mail, so they were saying that uh, that, that should be, be restored. To, to provide an email address, I mean, how many email addresses do we already have that we, could u- that we are using to receive our bills um, it just feels like something that is already happening and we don't really need like a government agency to provide. I mean, aren't they trying to get into the whole e-commerce world now? Uh, you know, everyone's yeah. shopping online. That delivery service has increased dramatically. There's no question. Can they be more competitive in that space? You're absolutely right. And Canada Post has made a point of uh, showing how important it is in the e-commerce world. Uh, while letters have gone down uh, drastically, the amount of packages that are being delivered after people put in orders on Amazon have gone way up. So uh, Canada Post is doing quite a bit of that. And we have to remember, Canada Post owns PureLater. So PureLater is, is doing pretty swift business. And, uh, you know, most of it is uh, thanks to that e-commerce world uh, booming. We're talking with Brian Jackson, the editorial director over at IT World Canada. I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, great article, and uh, obviously people can find out more about you at uh, IT World. Yeah, go to itworldcanada.com. That's us. Always uh, great articles uh, up there. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about holiday gift ideas. Last minute holiday Last gift. minute. It is getting last minute, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking uh, with our good friend uh, Julian Sanders uh, about that, and he's got some... Uh, some cool ideas. So I'm uh, looking forward to that conversation. And of course, we'll also uh, do a little open line, taking some of your tech calls and questions. Kind of your on-air tech support. You're listening to Get Connected. We'll be back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. It's time for some holiday tech gift ideas. On the line, we've got Julian Sanders from London Drugs. How you doing, Julian? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Good. You're in Saskatchewan today, aren't you? Yeah, it's nice and cold right now. Minus 35 with the wind chill. Wow. Sweet. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, the, uh, the Bluetooth hats and mitts, you know, they're, they're a popular thing around here. Tell us about, the, tell us about these, Bluetooth, uh, these Bluetooth hats. Uh, they're uh, basically toques with speakers in them. Yeah, they're not the greatest for, like, uh, you're not going to buy them to listen to your, uh, your music in a crazy audiophile, high-resolution version. But for when you're out and about, especially when you're, you know, waiting for a bus or something, it's really nice. Um, I use them to listen to podcasts all the time when I'm shoveling the snow. What are they? What are they, they called? Work. What's what's the brand names on these things? You know, we've got five different kinds. Uh, the <laughs> ones that um, I recommend personally are uh, a, a different brand name, a PQR. It's a generic kind of a, a brand, but they're only forty dollars. So for thirty-nine bucks, you can get somebody uh, some tunes in their toque. Tunes in their toque. It's like the most Canadian thing ever. <laughs> I know. No, I, I I have one of these, and I uh, uh, one of these toques, uh, and I use it for skiing. It is like awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. But you got to be careful when you're washing them. You got to take the little. Speakers you got to take the speakers out. Yeah. yeah, or then it's dead. Yeah. 
Uh, what? Yeah, but they have little pockets, so it's not hard to clean them. You just take the little speakers out of the pockets, and then you can clean it like a regular hat. Love it. What else uh, would you recommend uh, as a gift idea? Well, the one that I'm hoping somebody puts under the tree, if, if I've been a, a good boy this year, I would want a 360 fly camera. Have you guys seen this 4K little 360-degree camera yet? No. What does it do? So basically, it's, it's a little ball. It's, a, it's about the size of a tennis ball, and it's got a little camera on it and a big green button. It's uh, able to record in uh, 360 degrees. So if you think about, like, uh, virtual reality, how you can turn your head and see the whole landscape around you, well, you can now take pictures uh, in that same vein and then use the software in your computer and have a complete 360-degree view of whatever you're doing. That's so cool. You can t- yeah, it's really cool. You can actually throw it up like a ball, and uh, it will level itself off and take enough pictures that it'll... Um, have a 360-degree view, even if it's flying in the midair. <laughs> well, you see a lot of this on Facebook now, these uh, these virtual pictures uh, that you can kind of uh, scroll around on. So I imagine you could use this to create that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, uh, I I've, A lot of my friends use them at functions, like when you're out at a big uh, event. It's really cool to be able to have the whole scene. It's like you're really there. It's a different kind of picture. And uh, it, it shoots in full 4K. The, the thing shoots in 2880 by 2880. So that's real 4K resolution at 30 frames a second. So that's super uh, high definition. So you're getting a super high quality on that. Exactly. Yeah. So even if you have a new 4K extra jumbo large TV, it'll look great. And it's only $8,000? Uh, it's, uh, it's actually in our, uh, it's four ninety nine right now. It's regular six forty nine. It's in our, uh, our, uh, Christmas catalog. So $499. You got it. Yeah. But, but you can do some amazing stuff with this. This, this is oh. for someone that loves taking, uh, uh, creative pictures. Totally. Yeah. Or for the, uh, person in your life that's hard to shop for, but that loves the cutting edge tech. It's one of the ones that just came out. So it's, uh, it's one of the hot new things that you can get any tech head in your life. And, uh, again, the name? Uh, that guy is the 360 fly cam fly video camera. Uh, the model is actually quite easy to remember. It's 4K. I can remember that. And the company's called 360 Fly. Cool. What else you got, Julian? Uh, well, uh, one that I um, I, I actually uh, go to the cosmetics department, even though it's not in the crazy high tech area. And uh, there's a Philips uh, face cleaner uh, that's rechargeable. And uh, so it's kind of techy because it's got a rechargeable battery. And uh, I, I gave one to uh, in a secret Santa in my family. And the woman that got it uh, basically hit the roof. She was very excited to be able to clean her pores. Um, and they're only $100 regular, and they're on sale for 80 So it's one of those kind of, for the men out there uh, that need to get their ladies something, um, that one is actually kind of a cool gift, and, and uh, apparently they use them every day. So the uh, face scrubber from Philips comes with two pads, and uh, you get refill pads for it for twenty four ninety nine, and uh, it, it's actually pretty cool. And it's called the Philips face scrubber. Yep, you got it. Yep, it's like a uh, think mm. of it like a little uh, power sander for your face. <laughs> Marketing geniuses. Hey, Julian, do you have time to hang on the line? We just have to take a break. I'd love to get a few more ideas. Yeah, for sure. You're listening to Get Connected. We'll be back after this with some more holiday tech gift ideas with Julian Sanders from London Drugs. It's holiday tech gift ideas here on Get Connected. We've got Julian Sanders on the line from London Drugs. Uh, Thanks for uh, holding out there, Julian. 
Thanks for having me. You haven't frozen to death yet in the minus 35. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I'm snug and warm. What, uh, what other ideas do you have for our listeners? Well, I know everybody's got tablets and smartphones and everything. I know myself, I've got uh, probably six different Bluetooth touchscreen devices. Uh, you guys are probably the same, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so one, one that I, uh, I recommend for a lot of people is uh, the uh, Google Cardboard holders. So these are little glasses that stay uh, that hold your phone uh, for stereoscopic 3D. Uh, they're, they're basically a, a big holder for in front of your eyes. And there's a bunch of them that come with a Bluetooth game controller now. Uh, one that I I have is uh, it, it's quite nice. It's by uh, EW and uh, it's only thirty nine dollars. So, so it's one of those uh, less than fifty dollar gift ideas. You get the cool three D VR experience and a Bluetooth game controller for forty bucks. So this is kind of cool. So these are like virtual reality goggles, and uh, you put your smartphone in them, whether that's an Android phone or an iPhone. Uh, and there's tons of different. Uh, virtual reality videos and games available up on the app stores now. And uh, uh, you said uh, it comes with a little Bluetooth game controller, so you can actually play games with that as well. You got it. And it works with or without the glasses. So even if you weren't uh, playing a virtual reality game, you can still use the controller for all your other apps. Not bad. I've, I've tried some of them. They're actually pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, again, it, there's, it, there's lots of stuff like out there. A, it's shaped like a Wii controller, so it's actually quite easy to learn because it's natural in your hand not like a game controller where it takes you a while to get used to it so 40 bucks yep very good uh, inexpensive under 50 dollars uh they're 49 regular on sale until christmas eve for uh 39 very cool what else EW. what else you got uh, uh the uh, another one that i always uh hope to get is uh a bluetooth stylus i'm really keen on having a very precise stylus for my um ipad and for my surface and for my other de- touchscreen devices, and having a nice Bluetooth stylus really makes that happen easier. They start at around $60, and you don't need to uh, have a big rubber nib on them because the Bluetooth communication takes over, and uh, it, they have really fine little tips, so it's really easy to see what you're writing or drawing. And uh, uh, Jot is one of the ones that I recommend because it's great. They've got a great app ecosystem that makes it quite easy to use. Uh, Dawn, it also has a couple. Very cool. One last one, Julian. Uh, the, and the last one is always remember uh, to uh, ex- uh, rechargeable batteries, external rechargeable batteries for your cell phone and tablet. So there's a big wide variety. Logix has a, a sale on right now uh, where you get about 30% off, uh, 9,000 milliamp batteries. So that's enough to charge a, a huge phone or a tablet at least twice. And uh, they're only thirty nine ninety nine. So another great one for last-minute gift ideas is USB portable batteries from Logix. Thanks so much, Julian. Thanks for having me, guys. That was Jul- Julian Sanders over at London Drugs, freezing to death in Saskatchewan, <laughs> minus 35. Uh, I love those Logix uh, USB chargers, uh, the little batteries. You know what? They are fantastic. You can't go wrong with giving the gift, bucks. gift of power. Everybody, yes. like, that's why I always carry it around with me, because, like, during the evening time, everybody wants to charge their phones. Yeah, you're very popular. This is how I make friends. Yes. This is how I make friends. I give power. Before I'm like, you what had you- this, you had no friends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open up the phone lines. We'll take a few uh, quick uh, tech calls and questions. If you want some uh, uh, gift ideas uh, or you need some on-air tech support, we can help you out. 604-280-9898. And if you're phoning long distance, 1-877-399-9898. When we come back, some of your calls.
You're back with Get Connected. We got uh, myself, Mike Agarbo, and Andy Brar here. We've opened up the phone lines. We're going to take some of your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. And anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Going to go to Richard here. Richard, how are you? Hi. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Great. So I'm wondering about hiking GPS. Should I buy a separate device or should I get an app for my iPhone? And if so, which one? Great, uh, great question. Uh, so obviously with smartphones now, uh, they've got GPS built into them. Uh, but if you're an avid hiker, do you want to just go with a smartphone with the app or do you want a dedicated GPS? Uh, my gut tells me I would get the dedicated GPS. If you do a lot of hiking, yes, I agree. Um, the, the one that I would recommend is from the folks over at Garmin. Yeah. They have what's called, it's called the Oregon 600. It's probably like the creme de la creme of handheld GPS. has a touchscreen display, kind of looks like a smartphone. And what I like about it is that it also has a digital compass inside it. And that's very, very handy. If you're hiking, you want to know where north, south, and east and west is. And it also has 16 hours of battery life because that's the thing about smartphones. Great, it has all the stuff, but if you run out of battery and you're your smartphone done. dies, you're, you're done. So it's nice to have both of those as a, a backup. Garmin has a whole bunch of uh, great models. Their E-Trex 30 uh, is uh, a nice model as well. Something to consider, though, uh, too, is uh, you know what kind of conditions will you be hiking in? Touchscreens are fantastic because you can get to things really quickly, but if you're hiking a lot in a cold environment, you might want to look at uh, a handheld GPS that has kind of more physical buttons in the touchscreen because it'll be much easier to use with gloves on and probably more responsive uh, than a touchscreen when it gets super cold. Speaking of which, I was in uh, Terrace, British Columbia last week with visiting my brother. Oh, cool. It was about minus 20, and he's like, hey, let's go hiking. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, really? Okay. I don't so, see you hiking in minus 30. So we were hiking in minus 20 up Terrace Mountain for like an hour and uh, it and was. How do you feel about that? It was really cold. Yeah, I just had to keep moving, otherwise my feet were going to get cold. <laughs> and there was parts where the entire trail was just like I guess water was coming it was just ice. So uh, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I just did that, and I wish I had a handheld GPS uh, during that hike. So check out the Jar- uh, Garmin models, uh, the Etrex Thirty. Uh, you mentioned the Oregon uh, model. Yeah, from yeah that's the that's the best uh, that I know of out there for hiking. But it's a little bit expensive. Retails for about two hundred and sixty dollars. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, hope that helps you out, uh, Richard. We're going to uh, jump to Gladys. Hey, Gladys. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, I'm looking for a reader, yes. and uh, I do you have an idea which is the best one? Yeah, are you using any uh, readers right now? No, I'm buying it for a gift for uh, it's an older gentleman okay. with uh, visual problems. Yeah. So, so I know most of them uh, are capable of um, enlarging the print. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, a few good e-readers. I mean, you can go two different routes. You can get a tablet. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the color screen, iPads are fantastic for that. Or you can go to a dedicated e-reader that has e-ink. Uh, the advantage of the e-ink technology is. Uh, they're typically cheaper than like a full-blown iPad, uh, and you get much better contrast. And you can adjust, of course, the, the fonts to different sizes uh, as well. I would look for one uh, from Kobo or from uh, Amazon, the Kindles. I kind of like the Kobo ones. Uh, and I would look one uh, look for one that has a backlit screen as well so that you can read it at night. Yeah, and another thing to consider is a lot of the libraries these days will allow you to get digital books that you can sign out through, through their service, and I believe the Amazon Kindle supports that. So you can go to your local library 
and uh, sign up and actually get e-books that you can have for a, a particular point in time. So that's a another good idea if you just want to have lots of content to be reading from. Uh, the Amazon Kindle, another great thing about the e-ink displays, Mike, is that the battery life is amazing. You you charge yes. it like once a month. Yeah. It just lasts for so, so long. And so, you can keep truckloads of books on there like thousands. Yeah, exactly. And some of them actually will read the books for you. They have um, a voice features so that if you are tired, maybe you just want to you know, be narrated a certain book and you can do that as well. So the, the Kindle, the, there's a lot of different models, uh, the price ranges as well, but you can't go wrong with those and it's great for the book lovers out there. Yeah, I, I, I uh, so there's the Amazon Kindle. Uh, I do like the Kobo ones because they use the EPUB format, That's right. which is more of a universal uh, book format. So uh, I find it easier to uh, get books and stuff. Uh, and again, Kobo has a few different ones. I like the Aura model. It got it has the backlit uh, screen and it's also waterproof, which is a, a huge feature for me because then you can use it in the bathtub or yep. if you're down at the beach or the pool and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and you mentioned tablets. There's a tablet out there from LG. It's called the G-Tab. And what's great about it, it has like a backlit mode where it actually, you can turn the, the colors away and it just is made for reading. Oh, really? So you kind of get a, tried that. You get the best of both worlds. You have a tablet when you want it and then you can turn it into like an e-ink style uh, reader when you want to read books. So the, it's the G-Tab. It's an 8-inch. It retails. Actually, it's pretty affordable. It's probably around the $200 range as well. Yeah, so that's a good one. Again, the Kobo Aura 1 is a fantastic model as well, and I think uh, your friend uh, would really enjoy that. Waterproof, backlit, you can adjust the fonts. Uh, you know, super easy to hold a lot of books on that uh, as well. The contest again, Andy. We got a fabulous contest. You know, it is the holidays, so we always try to come up with a great contest for our listeners out there. We're giving away the Samsung Gear Fit 2 and the Gear Icon X wireless headphones. Not only are we giving away a wearable that can help you track your fitness, for the new year, when you're making a New Year's resolution to get in shape, we're also giving away the Gear Icon X. These are wireless headphones. They're like almost like hearing aids. They're completely wireless. They work with your smartphone, or you can even put built-in memory so you can put your music on there to listen while you're working out. Of course, they also have heart rate monitors that can track your heart rate from your ear, which is a great place, actually, to get a good, reliable heart rate. All you got to do to enter this contest is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com to win the Samsung Gear Fit 2 and the Gear Icon X. You'll want to stay tuned to get connected over the next couple of weeks. We've got uh, some of our holiday shows uh, happening, so we will uh, be broadcasting a show uh, on Christmas Eve and uh, New Year's Eve as well because we're crazy that way. Not only that, it is the holidays, and that means the Consumer Electronics Show is just around the corner, so we're going to be previewing what the big tech trends are going to be for 2017, and we'll be down there in Las Vegas, and actually we'll be doing a show from Las Vegas, once right from the show floor of all the latest gear that's going to be coming out. First you, week of January. First week of January. You know, it's funny because like, when I think holidays, I just think automatically of CES. I'm uh, looking uh, forward to, to that. Uh, and uh, we will begin getting the previews of that and uh, just talking about some holiday uh, tech issues that you might uh, be having uh, as well. And uh, coming up over the next few weeks, we've got some more great prizes coming. Oh, if if you're a fan of Get Connected, wait till uh, January. We have probably going to be one of the best prizes we've had in a long time. Let's put it this way. If you need a laptop, you're going to want to tune in because we <laughs> might be giving one away for the new year. 
You also want to uh, make sure you uh, tune into uh, Global Morning News uh, on Monday. I'll be on there uh, talking about some uh, last-minute tech gift I- items as yes. well. Yes, yes. Which is uh, pretty cool uh, with Sonia, I believe. That's right, yeah. So, uh, again, I think that's uh, 8.15 a.m. Monday morning on uh, Global BC Morning News. Looks like that's all the time we have left. I want to thank Andy Brar, my co-host and producer, and the rest of the Get Connected team. We will see you again next time.